0: of the Snakebird podcast. My name's Josh and I'm Steve. Together we invite you to join us as we explore the mysteries of scripture, the realm of God and freedom through Christ. So spread out your wings and slither in place because this is Snakebird. Snake bird. Hey listeners, welcome. We're so glad that you're joining us for the second episode of the Snakebird podcast and if you're joining us and you're going, what in the world is a Snakebird? Well, then we invite you to pause this one, go back and listen to episode 1 and then come back and reconvene hopefully on mission for what we're trying to do as we're looking for answers to biblical questions. Um, We know that there's a lot of complexities out there, and we're just trying to find that out as we follow Jesus with all of our hearts as snake birds. And so today, we believe that we're covering a topic that has... A very, very important context. And it's something that might be considered simplistic, but it also gets misconstrued a lot. And so as we put our attention towards it, we're hoping that on the on the outset of it, we have a very defined answer and a very defined direction on where we're supposed to go uh, in terms of dealing with this. And so today our topic that we're covering is asking the question: what is a Christian? And so I'm going to ask that directly to Stephen and see what
1: do you have to say about that? Well, I think it is a very important topic because uh, there's a lot of different answers out there, but I'd say to give it a base definition just right here, it would be a sincere true believer slash follower of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Amen. It's
0: really hard to kind of find something that would disagree with that. And, and yet I feel like in society, let's just say that we were like Billy Eichner on the street where we went out and we polled, let's just say 10 different people. I think that we would find answers that range from maybe silly to maybe on target or to maybe even slightly misguided off topic. And I wanted to ask you, what do you think would be some of the,
1: let's just say the silliest ones first? Oh man, there's so, there's so many different ideas of what it means to be a Christian. Um, you know, as simple as I was raised in the church, you know, my whole life. Yeah. Therefore I'm a Christian. I'm a member of a church. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, let's say that
0: this one's pretty silly, but Maybe somebody has the belief that because they were born in America. Yeah. I was born in Texas, Dad, <laughs> Burndon. <it. laughs> okay, Hank. I like that one. Um, let's see. You also have those that say,
1: I am a Christian because I've read my Bible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot that uh, I'm a Christian because one time I walked up and I said a prayer. Yes, that's. Which a prayer like that. is important. It Don't is. Don't get me wrong. It is. Profession y- is important. Yes, there is. Um being baptized, yeah, that's another biggie, yeah, which it like I, like i said these these are not bad things at all, but uh there's some people that base their admission ticket on you know an act like a prayer or a baptism or, absolutely yeah. yeah and and so what our hope
0: is today, of course, is when anyone who listens to this, whether you're a believer and your faith is already grounded in Jesus Christ, that you can come out of this knowing with 100% assurance that you are a Christian, or if you're still searching out there and you're saying, what does it mean and how can I find this free gift of salvation, how can I attain this title, then we want to make that way clear as well. And so I think we start with the origin of the word Christian. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's a good place to start. So, okay, you've you, You did the research as well, I know, because we've talked about this in the past. Uh, The word Christian is only in the Bible three times. That's right. And so the first um, instance of it, the first mention of it, is actually the origin of it. It's in uh, a little town called Antioch, Mm -hmm. and they were doing what they were supposed to be doing there, and all of a sudden they said, hey, look at those Christians.
1: Yeah, like, like it, it was a uh, almost an insult, right? It wasn't necessarily a good title given. Yeah, it was supposed to be in a negative
0: context because it meant little Christ or belonging to the party to. And it was supposed to be an insult. Right. Like, look at you little yeah. little Jesuses. You Christians. Little Christians. Yeah. And, and of course... Um, we have to, and we'll probably talk about this many times, but Christ is not Jesus' last name. It's no. a title. Yeah. It's he, He's Jesus, Yahshua. That's the common name that he was given, which is God is salvation. And then Christ, which means? Savior. Messiah. The Savior. Messiah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, promised yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> and so we see that that was the initial use of the word. And I feel like it was almost like a badge of honor as well. Yeah. Because now they're like, well, yeah, that's cool. I am belonging to the party of Christ. I am identifying with him. I am trying to live like Jesus. And I think just applicationally, you know, would people mistake us for a light version of Jesus?
1: Yeah. You know? Well, and you know, it, it came, you know, standing on a statement like that, wearing that badge back then, especially, um, that came with a price to pay. Yeah. It really yeah. did. Much more than today,
0: especially in America, maybe yeah. other parts of the world, you're labeled as a Christian and you're in a lot of trouble or you're in danger. Yeah. But here in, in, of course, where we are, there's, there might be some persecution, especially, um, in terms of how people treat you, mm-hmm. but. Typically, they're not out for your lives, or they're not out for your family, things like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a badge of honor to some, and an insult to others. It's crazy how this um, being a Christian is looked at.
0: Yeah, and I feel like, um, especially in America, we we want to make sure that we define things because we realize that everything's getting redefined on a daily basis. Yeah. And to have true definitions, especially what it means to be a Christian, is so important because we don't want that shifting sand mentality. We don't want like the even the wisdom of this age to kind of allow that to say, this is who you are. This is what it is. Yeah. And so um, we, we look at it's, it's not just people who uh, have been baptized. Mm. It's not just people who said a prayer. It's not just churchgoers. I I like a quote that I heard today. If you go to church, then you're a churchgoer. If you read your Bible, then you're a Bible reader. What makes you a Christian is not in just
1: who you say you are, but it's in what you do. Yeah, that is so interesting that you bring that up because just the other day I was watching a news segment and the host had a a guest on that was questioning the... um, Legitimacy of a certain politician claiming they were a Christian. And um, the host quickly jumped up and said, They are a Christian. They said they were. And I kind of scratched my head for a minute. And I'm thinking, you know is there more than just the claim that says you're something? Because there's a lot of people that are claiming to be things these days, people claiming to be born in the wrong body, you know, all sorts of stuff. And we, you know, fortunately have biology to sort that out. But what would be the biology for the Christian? If someone that just says they're a Christian, is there things that we should see, Josh?
0: Yeah, yeah. And that can be a very touchy topic because (laughs) one of the things is, um, and I love this is, Even the analogy that God uses of the weed and the tares is that when it's all said and done, he's the master harvester. Mm -hmm. He's the one that does the sorting. But in the meantime, not only can we see something evident in the lives of others, but we should see things that are evident in the lives of ourselves, which is fruit. Yeah. And so we're not going around, especially um, Christians that are people that have been walking with Christ for a long time uh i've heard the term kicked around in church called sin sniffers yep you know and that's that would be a terrible thing to do because mm-hmm. we are not interested in the past we're interested in the future we're not interested in who you were. We're interested in who you are and who God's making you to be. But we also believe that Jesus calls us to be fruit inspectors. Yeah. And again, not only in the lives of others, but more importantly, in the lives of ourselves. We need to examine ourselves. Um, even as Paul said, test yourself and see if you are in the faith. See if there's fruit. What would, what, okay, I know I'm going off topic here,
1: but give me some fruit of salvation. Well, we have the fruits of the spirit. You know, yeah. we've got all that. But you know, the, you know, uh, gentleness, uh, all of that stuff. Love, can, joy, yes, love joy, peace, patience. Yeah, kind of. Okay, I'm there sorry. they are. Just reciting children's us. ministry song. <laughs> I was going to sing them out. But you know, it, it's important that we do look for these fruits in one another because we're also told in the New New Testament that. uh, Jesus says, you will know them by their fruit Mm. and you will also know them by their love for one another. Yeah. And part of that love is seeing the fruit or lack thereof in each other and holding one another accountable, not to, to point fingers and to say, you're not doing what you're supposed to, but... This is not a stagnant thing. We're supposed to be growing as a Christian. And so I think it is so important that we recognize if there is or isn't fruit in one another for, for healthy purposes, yes. not, not for tearing down. And
0: not just love those who love you. That's true. Love those who are unlovable. Yeah. Which is so difficult. Oh, yeah. And that can only happen by abiding and walking with the fruit of the spirit. That's true. Being peaceable. It's it's hard because I think about like even our situation, sometimes it's your neighbors that are that you are like, are they unlovable? And, and, (sighs) you know, it's it's crazy because it's not necessarily the people that sit next to you in the church. It's the people that live next to you on your block or yeah. work next to you at your office or, um, drive
1: next to you on the road. Yeah. That's the ones that are harder to love. That's true. That's true. And I think a lot of people, they probably have heard if you, especially if you haven't grown up in the church, you hear the word Christian and you, you might think of both swings of the pendulum. There's the side that's this cheap grace, you just kind of, you said a prayer once and then you live your whole life the way you want to. There's really not much difference in you and the rest of the world. And then you also see the side of Christians that have misrepresented it. That's like the exacting Pharisees who follow this rule book and they think that all those rules they follow gets them in. And both of those are wrong. Yeah. It's a, kind of like snake bird. It's a balance. It's a balance. And uh, what, what do you think about that, Josh?
0: Well, you just saying that even broke my heart a little bit because I think, and this is such a simple and silly thing, but I think about people that go out to eat on Sunday afternoons mm-hmm. and how the connotation of Christians going to restaurants and getting a bad name just bums me out. Yeah, because a lot of times um, I've heard about horror stories where servers don't want to work on Sundays because they come out right after church and they don't represent themselves extremely well through either the way they conduct themselves or the way that they tip. Yeah, which I mean, if you think about it, Christians having that likeness of Christ, having that that ownership of the name being bestowed upon them. Yeah. should basically be like Jesus. And I know we'll never be fully like Jesus because we're still going to sin and we're still going to fall short and we're still going to make mistakes. But having that namesake should be something that's of honor, something that makes
1: you conduct yourself well in this society. Absolutely. No, that's very true. And I think the idea of a Christian is probably one of the most misrepresented um things in our country i mean and misunderstood too yeah so that's that's very good that's that's important i wanted to share
0: a definition i found of christian when we were preparing for this yeah and that is one who has turned from sin trusted jesus and received salvation by grace through faith that's good I'm going to say it again just because
1: it is good. No, um, it's not mine. It's it's
0: something I found from someone. But one who has turned from sin, trusted Jesus Christ, and
1: received salvation by grace through faith. That's good. And it's important to have all of those in there because, you know— you're going to hear the importance of belief in Jesus because, I mean, that is crucial. Yes. But I'm reminded of, of the scripture in James 2 that says even the demons believe. Mm. And that tells us something there, that there is there is um, more to it after, you know, you, it's a progression in Christ. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's complete surrender to, to God. That's right. There's some key
0: components like repentance. Yep. And confession. That's through a bad faith. word. Repentance, oh.
1: Josh. <laughs> repent. <laughs> People don't <laughs> like that word.
0: Well, <laughs> when you when you say it in a rules context, yes, it is. It is yeah. a bad word. Yeah. But when you look at what what God has done and what he's trying to call you away from when he says, repent, do that 180. Yeah. Go you're going this way. Stop going that way. Come back. Yeah. Come towards me. He's And I love this. Uh, Pastor James McDonald's has often been uh, quoted. He says, when God says don't, don't just end it there. Finish the quote. Because when God says don't, what he means is don't hurt yourself. Yeah. And so when we talk about repentance, if we don't view it in the proper context, we think that God's putting up all these stop signs going, I don't want you to have fun. I don't want you to, to ever cut loose. I don't want you to ever do anything that sounds like it's going to be a good time. But what he's saying is when it comes to sin, he's saying, listen, I realize that sin is fun for a season, but I'm calling you to repent because I know in the long run, it's what's going to kill you yeah
1: and I think it's so important that that you understand that because um if if your view of of being a christian is is this this view of repentance like a rule book these people who who start following all these rules, thus that you know that's what a Christian is. you should know that when you surrender to God through christ when you when you take that step, this is not a bunch of stuff that you check off a list to become a Christian. These things happen. Um, it's a work of God in your life. So, wh- one thing you might be thinking to yourself is, oh, I, "I don't want to muster myself into that that uh, for this Christian, you know, become this thing." That's not what it's about. God does that. Yes, you just bring, come as you are. You surrender. You believe. You confess in this repentance. You might not even know how to repent. Um, I, I can't help but think of when I uh, I was an alcoholic and. I I came to God and I was like, God, I, I'll quit, but the problem is I can't. I don't know how. And He gave me the resources to do that. So it's don't, don't be scared away thinking you have to fix yourself before becoming this because that's not how it works. It's so powerful. And, yeah. and for anyone out there that's listening
0: that doesn't completely understand that, please connect with us yes. if you need further clarification because that is so important. I know it's a silly analogy, but God doesn't clean his fish before he catches them. He cleans them after he catches them. He's saying, hey, come to me. Come as you are. Because he can handle it. He can handle your depression. He can handle your anxiety. He can handle your burdens. He can handle addictions. He can handle
1: any of that because he's God. Yeah. And, uh, you know... I hear a lot. You know, Christians are such hypocrites. What people a lot of times will see is, we still stumble, we still fall, we still we still sin and. You have to understand that we're told in Romans 7 There's there's a conflict of two natures in us So mm-hmm. we can surrender to God We can be a Christian But we're going to have moments where where we stumble And we fall Because there's, a, there's a, a carnal force in us That's still trying to pull us back So um, I, I am sorry if you have seen uh, Hypocrisy, if you've seen all that But this is a one-on-one relationship With you and, and God And I would really hope and pray That you didn't Uh, run away because of a bad influence that you've seen in in so-called Christians out there. Yeah, I totally agree. We want to just be the closest representation
0: to Jesus we can be by following what he tells us in his word. Yeah.
1: And then walking in that, in wisdom, like a snake bird. Yeah. You know, in uh, John chapter 4, we're told that a time is coming and has now come when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. And that's who the Father is seeking. And this is, ha, has been prophesied for a long time that the, Jew, the Jews and the rest of the world will be grafted together as true worshipers of God, and that is the Christian now. And I would like to point out that you know, people like to title things, and uh, this this title, Christian, you know, we've talked about, it was an insult to some, it was a badge of honor to others, but this is really just describing something that was originally called The Way. And I believe that this is just the path that God's been carving ever since the fall of man from the Garden of Eden. It's, it's never really been Judaism or Christian. All We like to title these things, but it's always been The Way, and Jesus Christ is the center of The Way, and that's who we surrender to.
0: yes. And that is why that it's so much more important than even just the title of Christian. And, and we want to live in such a way that redefines it in the eyes of unbelievers. Yeah. And I was thinking, um, you said it earlier, and this is such an important thing that I don't want to skim it over, is that um, sometimes we feel like those that call them Christians— do that because they prayed a prayer or because they were baptized and I wanted to come back um, real quick to Romans 10 9 because it is important to confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord it says in Romans 10 9 that if you confess with your mouth that the Lord the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead you will be saved, for with with the heart one believes under righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. There is no um, secret words to pray out there. There is no incantation or a magic spell that makes you saved. <laughs> what it is is just acknowledging God before people, before men, and then walking
1: in it. Yeah, because what happens after is more important than the words ever will be. That's so true. Yeah, it's it's a heart change. It's a decision you make in yourself. You say, This, you know, I, I surrender myself and this is I'm gonna follow God, I surrender. And uh Romans ten nine says it all right there. And um from that point on, God will take you from that point forward. You know. Um First Corinthians five says, Therefore if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Mm-hmm. So you will you will start becoming this new creation. Don't worry about Uh, anything you think you have to do to gain this admission. It is a free gift, and Jesus did the finished work.
0: Yes, and that's what we want to kind of close out today with is that, first of all, if you're not a Christian, if you haven't ever been able to say, hey, I see that and I want to become that, then today is an opportunity because it is a free gift. Jesus died on the cross for your sins, and he is offering salvation to you. There's nothing that you have to do. All you have to do is receive it. Mm-hmm. That's literally all you have to do. And then just walk in that gift. I, I gave this analogy a few times before is that, let's say that I was a part owner of the Dallas Cowboys. And I said, Stephen, I know you like the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott is your jam. I got you free tickets. And you say, hey, that's awesome. And I said, all you have to do is on game day go to Cowboys Stadium and they're going to be at Will Call. Now, as long as Stephen believes by faith and goes to Will Call and says, Hey, they, where are my tickets? And he believes that I have in my power the ability to give him those things. Then he is receiving them by faith. Yeah. And that's exactly how salvation works. Is God says, I have died for you. At, I, have, I have died for you and I have resurrected to show you that I have this power that you can believe in me by faith. For salvation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to, you're going to hear a lot of different um, opinions out there of, of what you have to do to become a Christian, but it's best to, to land on God's word. And Josh said it earlier in Romans uh, 10, nine, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. And anything else you think you might have to do, God will pull that out of you from that point forward. Yep. yep. ABC admit believe,
0: confess. Yes, there it is. simple as that. And then if you are a believer and if you are a Christian as defined as one who has turned away from sin, trusted Jesus and received salvation, by grace, then you have a next step. Yeah. And that is being a disciple. That's true. That's walking hard after Jesus. Jesus said, pick up your cross daily and follow me. And, and that means, uh, fulfilling the great commission. That yes. means walking every day going, hey, how can I be a disciple more by following Jesus? And then how can I also disciple people? Because it's a noun and a verb.
1: Yeah. And it's nothing to stress out over. If, you, if It's not like you're being called. You might be, but you're not trying to muster yourself into some missionary or something. You You trust God for your daily bread. You you do um, you surrender to Him, you give your life to God, and He'll, he'll take you um, to this discipleship, to becoming a disciple and making disciples. Yep. Be one and make some, I heard it said, and said well. Yes. So that's a Christian. Anything else to add? That's it in a nutshell. And uh, I encourage anyone that's listening, if you have questions about this topic we just discussed, um, reach out to us or any other topic that you want us to get into. Definitely. And the way that you can do that is you can
0: connect with us on Facebook or you can also email us directly to our website. That email is connect at BeASnakeBird.com and again connect at BeASnakeBird.com. We want to hear any of your feedback anything that you want to share, anything that you're asking us to talk about. Uh, We just talked about discipleship, and that's going to be a a topic that we'll cover, I'm sure, within the next couple of weeks, because that is essential and important as well. So, always remember,
1: whatever you do, wherever you go, no matter what life throws at you, there's never been a better time to follow the words of Jesus and be a a snake bird. bird.